Hey everyone, welcome to High School Hoop Scoop, where your hosts, Coach Dave Goosen and the legend, Bort Escoto, discuss everything related to and surrounding high school basketball. Hey everyone, welcome to the High School Hoop Scoop. I'm your host, Coach Dave Goosen, and as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, the legend, the godfather, Bort Escoto. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm just trying to wonder and figure out what's going to happen. Um, as you heard, we got some news last week, LA Unified, about going back to the gym, getting back into practice. But the restrictions were way too many. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to opt out and not participate because um, we're only allowed to condition. Right. And we're not allowed to do anything else. And my response to that was, what am I going to do, run until March? You know, <laughs> after a while, the kids are going to get tired. So it, it doesn't really doesn't really help. Yeah, well, we're, we're kind of in the same boat. Um, it sounds like we our restrictions are a little bit tiny, teeny, tiny bit less than yours. Um, but uh, I was a little torn as to, you know, what I wanted to do with, you know, with my team. And we, you know, as you know, we opted out of phase one, which is just totally ridiculous. You know, could barely do anything in phase one. And now that we're in phase two, it's, you know, not too much better, but I feel so bad. You know, the kids, they really want to just, you know, do something. So we are actually going to get started um, next week uh, in phase two, which is, you know, also very restrictive. We can't do a ton, but, um, you know, we're just going to get out more just for the sake of, you know, kind of team chemistry team bonding just so we're in the same place at the same time and you know uh get a little conditioning in and you know not a whole lot else but uh you know we'll see how it goes i'm hoping that uh you know things move a little faster as we get you know closer to the to the new year so we'll see how it goes yeah i think we're, we're seeing a lot of underground workouts going on right now i mean i'm not gonna mention any names i'm not going to snitch out any of the homies but there's a lot of workouts going on right now where you know whether it's at a park uh, i actually was out somewhere in chatsworth today uh, and i noticed some kids working out you know in the gym <laughs> and uh, i think everyone's had enough and i think everyone's ready to go back to normal yeah well like you say i think you know there may be some underground workouts or whatever going on but i think a lot of it is just the kids and the parents like you say a lot of people I've talked to have just had enough and they're like, you know, Hey, you know, we got to live our lives and we got to, you know, do our thing. So people are more inclined to, you know, get to a park, try to, you know, get to a gym if they can. I mean, there's really no gyms open, but you know, like you say, it's maybe some underground stuff going on, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time now. So people are, are going stir crazy. Yep. Well, Anyhow, I'm excited, really excited to have our guest that we have on today, and maybe he can shed a, a little light from from his perspective. Um, but uh, let me just go ahead and, and introduce him. Uh, he is uh, Tarek Fatal, and he is one of the uh, media guys uh, that cover our area, cover the you know daily news and the and the Valley area, and. Uh, Really, really good guy and knows his stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to him today and uh, kind of get his opinion on the, you know, state of what's going on and uh, even, uh, you know, more in regards to, uh, you know, his opinion on just basketball. So without further ado, Tarek, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing well, fellas. How are we doing? I'm, I'm excited. It's it's uh, the weather's kind of cooling down. I've, I, I've, I've had enough of the heat. You know, it's October. It's yeah. about that time, right, for it to cool down. So um, a little bit of cooler weather this week. So I'm excited about that, but certainly excited to, to hop on the horn and, and get on the podcast this afternoon with you guys. Yep, I'm definitely excited for that heat, too. I was starting to get a little worried for Bort because, you know, Bort is like an animal at the gym, and his gym is, uh, you know, out, outdoors. He was telling me his gym was outdoors, so I didn't want Bort to get any kind of heat stroke or anything like that. So I was just – I'm happy that the weather's cooled down. Not only for me, I'm not a big hot weather fan, but I was ready, uh, worried that my boy Bort was going to get a heat stroke. Well, I actually enjoy hot weather, but now it got to the point where I'm having – it's like having oatmeal every day for breakfast. It's like, okay, right. I had enough. Can I get some eggs and some something, some yeah. pancakes, something, Change anything it up. else? Like, because the weather has a lot to do with what you wear. At least for me, I, I like long sleeve shirts and like sweatpants. I mean, that's just you know, for you, you might like that too. I don't know. I know you, you like to show off the guns, but like, I have so much athletic gear that's long sleeve. <laughs> you know yes, dry fit, you know stuff like that that's just comfortable and dude when yes. it's 95 you just can't rock it so that that's right. a little bit of it for me too is wearing the more kind of casual comfortable stuff but it needs to cool down first yeah so Tarek, tell us we've had um as you know you've probably heard uh on previous episodes we've had coaches on um a lot of different coaches and they've given their opinions and some of those opinions have changed you know over the months from the beginning to the end where do you think that we're heading do you think that we're gonna have a season do you think we're not gonna have a season do you think it's gonna be on time do you think it's gonna be abbreviated season give me your take give us your take and tell us where you think we're heading man i um that is a tough question to uh to answer and i was just telling a coach today you know, one day I feel really optimistic and literally the next day I could be like, we're not having anything. It'll be abbreviated. We met, it goes, it, it changes every day for me and more so for, you know, I, I can only imagine how coaches feel. Um, for me as a high school sports editor and reporter, I need high school sports. You know what I mean? Thankfully yep. the daily news is, um, been really gracious enough to that they have me still I'm not like furloughed or laid off or anything I'm still working they got me working on education I still have a pulse on the high school stuff even though there's not a lot going on I'm actually covering UCLA basketball men's basketball this year so that'll be interesting and fun of course and such a great opportunity for me in my young career but you know when it comes to the high school sports boy it's a really a day-to-day and so I'm not trying to dodge your question by any means but (laughs) you know it's like you will get the LA County Health Department okay these are the rules one district may exercise those rules to the fullest another district may go we're not even going to implement those rules one district may say we'll go with half the rules um, private schools seem to be anomalies. Uh, they can do kind of whatever they want. Um, there's certainly programs, and I'm not going to say any names, but Bort said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, doing quote unquote um, underground workouts. There's guys in the gym, man, and I'm not mad at them for it. You know, you want to be careful because you don't want to get in trouble, but right. um, there's such a wide spectrum of not only a spectrum of activity trying to adhere to the county rules and the health guidelines, 
but there's such a wide spectrum of school, public, charter, private. Um, and then those schools reside, reside in different counties. They reside in different school districts. I mean, it is such a, uh, it is such a just melting pot of variables. There's really no way to pinpoint it. To mm-hmm. actually answer your question, and I'll finish with this. I do think if I had to, if I was like a betting man in Vegas and there were odds, I'd mm-hmm. put my money on there will be high school football, mm-hmm. but only certain schools or not everyone will be playing. I think you'll get private schools and then certain little patches uh, in, in a certain county or a certain school district that will allow um, athletic activity and games to go on. The biggest question I have is, is students in the classroom a prerequisite for athletic competition? That's the big question I think I'm going to try and actually do some reporting on over the next week because I thought that would be the case for conditioning, and we're finding out that's not the case. I thought it would, have been, I thought it would be so backwards for any school to say, okay, no kids in the classroom, but you can go out there and condition which I think is fantastic, but you'd have to argue, obviously that's a little bit backwards thinking, right? So these kids can get out there, can get on campus and work out, but no one can get in the classroom. Now being six feet apart, 10 feet apart on a football field with 30 people, 40 people is a lot less risk than 30 kids in a classroom in closed doors, right? right? In regards to the virus. But uh, when it comes to competition, I'm curious to know if we'll have competition without kids in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm wonder, I always wonder the same thing. Um, but lately, I'm hearing that it's not uh, just a few people that I've talked to. Um, I'm hearing that it's not necessarily, you know, tied together. And there's already, already kind of been a little bit of a precedent set in terms of, you know, your summer leagues, you know, people being able to still play summer leagues when, when your know, kids aren't on campus or like even uh, schools that start playing football games before, you know, school starts, that sort of thing. So, um, again, I don't know the, the, the hard and fast answer. Um, and maybe I'm right. just talking as I'm speaking as a, uh, a coach who's hoping to be, you know, more optimistic. But uh, I'm thinking that it's probably not going to be tied. And I'm, I guess maybe more I'm hoping that it's not going to be tied. But that's, that's kind of what, what I'm hearing. Uh, I hope I'm right. I think the other thing that, you know, as Bort and I talked about at the beginning uh, of the podcast in terms of people being, you know, just kind of frustrated and over it. um, I know that one of the things to me that frustrates me is, you know, when you see uh, not so much even in California, but throughout the country, whether it be in Texas or, you know, Arizona or or Colorado or whatever, you know, high schools are already playing. They're playing football. You know, I've just right. last week I was watching a high school football game on, on, on ESPN or ESPN two. I can't remember. Um, you know, so it's like, Hey, you know, if they can do it, why can't we do it? That sort of thing. If it's fa- safe for them, why isn't it safe for us? So I think a lot of people are frustrated, you know, when they see that kind of stuff going on as well. Anyhow, I, I the other thing that I wanted to, uh, get into, uh, our guests with is something on a little lighter note um, because I know, you know, a lot of us are kind of tired of hearing about the whole coronavirus thing. So I want to kind of go back a little further. And uh, I wanted to ask you, since you've been covering 
uh, high school athletics and specifically in, in our area, in the daily news area, can you think of uh, a game that you still remember or the, one of the most memorable games or the most exciting games or something that, that really stood out to you, uh, you know, throughout the games that you've covered? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, you know, I, I, tr- I definitely, when kind of like historian or like, you know, you know, in all the years kind of conversations come about, I, I, I tend to take a step back and I'll answer your question, but, you know, I, it's hard for me to answer that question with any serious, like, relevancy. I'm going into my sixth year covering the Daily News. I, I just I just haven't seen a lot, and that's just the truth. Now, I've, in comparison to the to the normal, you know, high school junkie or whatever, yeah, okay. But mm. a guy like Bort has probably watched more games than I've, you know what I mean, than I've ever even, he's forgot more than I can remember, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And and so when I'm in a room and it's like Steve Fryer from Orange County Register and Frank Burleson, you know, uh, who's just like the caveat is he, or excuse me, the, uh, the, um, the mastermind, not a caveat, the mastermind of basketball, you know, especially at the, the amateur level. Yep. Um, Eric Sondheimer, LA Times. I'm honestly just like happy to be in the room. Like, wow, I get <laughs> to like rub elbows with these guys, you know, when it comes to media row with the state championships, like, there I am sitting with those guys, you know. So for me, you know, I, I definitely evoke confidence and I know where I stand, but I'm also realistic. You know, I, I don't I don't tend to pretend that that I know like so much, uh, especially when I'm in a room with those guys. Um, so here I am on a podcast with Bort. Um, and so, I, you know, he's going to hate my answer, but, uh, <laughs> recently, I mean, I have to, I have to mention these Sierra Canyon basketball games. Um, I, I just absolutely have to. And, um, most recently, I, think, I, think this, I think this is going to be Bort's cue pretty soon to pick you up in that. Yes. Press. No, go ahead. Let him finish. Yeah. But no finish. Question. Sorry about that. But, yeah. But, but Bort, <laughs> but Bort knew this was coming, right? He's not gonna, you know, I'm not even, you know, it's like, when it comes to an actual performance, I mean, Sierra Canyon was down double digits with uh, a couple minutes left at, at uh, the Matadome and, uh, and beat Etiwanda on a buzzer beater. I mean, that was a fantastic yep. game. You know, when it comes to atmospheres, um, there's different types of atmospheres. I was lucky enough to go out of state and cover the Sierra Canyon team, which is an anomaly especially with the Brawny LeBron James thing. And I'm, I'm yep. in Columbus, Ohio. They're playing St. Vincent, St. Mary. LeBron's alma mater. LeBron's courtside. And Brawny has the game of his little freshman season. Um, yep. And there was 14,000 people there. Now, on, a, on an objective scale, that's a really fun thing to be a part of. Uh, and the game came down to the wire. Then there's other atmospheres. There's city section atmospheres like Birmingham versus Taft. Um, you know, even recently, uh, those West Valley League basketball games. I mean, they come down to the wire. There's people hanging off the rafters. It's so packed. Um, I even had uh, most recently, um, I forgot what division it was. Or maybe you could correct me. Division maybe three city championship. I think it was Arlita San Fernando again. At Granada Hills High School? Division three, yes. Yeah, it packed. I mean, that to me, that stuff is fun for me. Um, Game came down to the wire. So, 
I mean, just this past year, those are two or three different circumstances um, and, and things I can think of that the games were good. The atmosphere was good. Um, quality of play definitely differs. However, um, when it comes to high school sports, um, you've got to be you've got to be more lenient on, on the level of play. It's really about the atmosphere, and that's the, generally the the aspect of it that I like to be a part of. Okay, let me pick you up full court now. Yeah, here we go. This is going to be like uh, Trump getting to interview all the reporters. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm ready for it. So on a Friday night, when you're going to go out and cover high school basketball, and I'm sure that you have gotten complaints from coaches about why their games are not covered or why don't you show up at their games. How is the decision made? Do you make the decision? Does the Daily News make the decision? How does that process work as far as what games you're going to cover on a Friday night or on a Wednesday night? So when it comes to basketball specifically, um, it, it, whether, whatever the sport is, I choose. That's, that's one of my jobs. That, that like is my job, is to pick what to cover. So um, whenever you see a Tark Patel byline from a game, I chose to be there. Um, if, you, if you see a freelancing byline, I chose that freelancer to be there. So that is my job. That answers your first question. When it comes to basketball, basketball is very, very different. I don't have, I'm, I don't have a, a large freelance budget for basketball. Football is different. On a Friday night for football, I can freelance and get like maybe five or six games covered on a Friday night. When basketball comes, I'm pretty much on my own, and I got to chase scores and put them in a roundup. Maybe I can get a freelancer to one other game. The biggest challenge, and Bort, and I know I've said this to you, is, you know, You've been around a long time, and I think more than the modern coverage, you're used to full-time prep staff. Like, yes. basically, like, like a Ramona, a Vinny Bonsignor. I mean, we can go down the list of kind of like daily news prep stars that were around late 90s, early 2000s, where you had maybe five or six full-time prep people plus freelancers. And so, unfortunately – the truth of the matter is my job description is to cover 130 schools in my coverage area, boys and girls varsity sports, pretty much on my own. And people ask, oh, my gosh, how do you do that? And I honestly, with no apology intended, I simply just respond, I don't. I don't. I can't. And so programs get left behind, unfortunately. Uh, sports get left behind you know we're talking basketball man i haven't been to a girls soccer match in like two years it's not that i'm not interested in it Bort, you even know this about me a little bit personally i love soccer i just that doesn't it doesn't lie heavily on the readership and the interest level and unfortunately that's a lot of times how i have to gauge what i cover but why, doesn't why, that doesn't that cause a lot of uh, complaints and cries? Feelings. Because I know I hear from other coaches who say, "Oh, he never comes to our games, and the Daily News never covers us, and they're always at Sierra Canyon." Like I was not aware that you guys are short staffed. Oh yeah, I wasn't man. aware of that because because during football you kind of always see somebody on the sideline. Sure, for football, but not Correct. for basketball. Correct. And in basketball, is that going to cause a lot of complaints where coaches are like, hey, man, that's not fair? 
Well, yeah. let me let me let me let me add on to his question too. Why, um, why is that that you said like on a Friday night you might be able to get four or five or six freelancers, whereas basketball you you can't. Sure. So um, so the first so board asked me if I get complaints or if I get yeah I get complaints all the time. They're mostly sour grapes. I mean I. I get complaints from aunties and uncles, you know, Hey, why aren't you at my book? My, my, my nephew's JV game, you know, off seriously, I will get like, Hey, why aren't you at like these lower level games? Or I'll get emails. Hey, come check out my son. He's the cornerback at, you know, faith Baptist in Canoga park, eight man football. And I'm not making fun. I, I went to Hillcrest Christian. We played eight man football. Like I'm not against eight man football, but there has to be, it's like, I'm not expecting you to, I don't expect people to always agree with what I say, but I feel like I can communicate clear enough to where anyone could at least understand what I'm saying. And that's where I can fend off the naysayers. That's where I can fend off the people that want to come at me with a, with a, with a pitchfork because I go, look, this is what I'm dealing with. This is how I have to do it. I'm sorry. I can't cover your team. But this is how I can cover you. And that's why um, I tell coaches and athletic directors and assistant coaches and even moms and and dads that want to DM me on Twitter, hey, send me a score. Send me stat lines. I'll make sure to get your team in the roundup. At the very least, a tweet will get fired out from my Twitter 100 out of 100 times. Um, So I think there's coaches, Bort, that say – well, if I can't get you to my game, I'm not sending you anything. Well, hey, man, that's on you. And I think, Bort, you could even understand that's not going to do anybody any good. Um, right. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing to do, man. It's a hard job. And, yes, I've been the only – since Tony Siniglio, Evan Barnes left, and Tony, Tony Siniglio left first, and the following year Evan Barnes took a job covering Memphis football. And since that, that was, I think, three years ago. So for the past three years, I've been the only full-time staff uh, position for high school sports. To answer David's question, football is just a more it's, – it's just like anything else, college football, NFL. It's just football in general, you know, something about it. It just it, – when it comes to alumni and stuff, people are just more invested and spend more time trying to figure out what happened Friday night. So something about football, our, our news group gives us a bigger freelance budget for mm. football. Um, so that's why when it comes to basketball, it's really just me picking which game I want to go to. And then all I'm doing is just chasing as many scores and stat lines as possible. Um, the other thing too, is as much as I love basketball, I am a basketball guy it, through mm. and through love it more than any sport. However, basketball is the toughest to cover. Football is, is once that? a week. Football is once a week. Every Friday night, I go to a game, and then the beauty of Friday nights is you get a winner and you get a loser, and you usually get an upset. That helps me with content the following week. I can overreact and underreact to wins and losses in football. That's kind of the fun part of the content. When it comes to basketball, there's a game Tuesday night, it could be an upset. There's not a whole lot I can do with that. Guess what? Those guys play again Wednesday night at the tournament. So basketball for me personally is a, is a, is a tough grind. I'm at a game Tuesday night, Wednesday night, 
thir- I don't see my wife for like four months. She, it's hilarious. Like I just don't see her. I'm out. If it's a tournament, I'm there every day. Um, when league hits, okay, now I'm out three or four nights a week. So it's it, it's a grind, man. And again, I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing with you what it takes. Because um, at the end of the day, I it's fun. I'm in a hotbed of talent, especially here in the San Fernando Valley. And I get yes, to go and cover really, really good players. Well, no, I'm glad, us- I'm, I'm glad we're talking about some of these things because I think this is really informative. I know even me, you know, and I've been a high school basketball coach for 20 years, and I didn't even know the answers to some of these questions. Like when Board asked you, you know, do you pick it? Do the daily, does the Daily News sure. pick it? And I think I didn't know. So I'm sure, you know, a lot of our listeners and other coaches and especially parents and players and fans didn't know that, you know, you're the only one covering high school basketball. Um, so I'm glad we're having this discussion and it's super informative. So, all right, board, I'll let you, uh, cu- come out of my, t- my little timeout that I called and come back in your, uh, in your half court trap now. Thanks for doing a, a Trump and interrupting me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, the other, the other part of it is this, and I'm going to ask you one of those gotcha questions. So sure. you can feel like, like you're on the presidential debate. Uh, since you do not go out and, uh, get to watch all the games and you gave us some insight today that I, I wasn't aware of. Cause I thought that, you know, you, you're able to do whatever you want you have a bigger budget and, you know, more people covering like the old days. Uh, so in all fairness, you know, I, I can see that you cannot get to every single game, but here's my question. I know what's coming. If you <laughs> cannot get to all the games and right. I know there's always crying when the all daily news team comes out, Correct. And the crying just goes to an all-time high. How can you decide who's on that team if you've never seen some of those kids play? So, great question. Not mad at it. And I don't think you're putting me on the spot at all. I think these are good questions. Um, and I would revert back to kind of what my preamble was. And that is, I wouldn't expect you to agree, but I know I'm clear enough that you, would, you could understand where I'm coming from. So, that's why I always try and hit tournaments at the beginning of the year, because I can sit there and watch like a ton of games in one day or whatever the case may be. Um, But when league play starts, which is really what matters, and we all know that, I probably would not get to a lot of games because I'm covering mostly Mission League, uh, Gold Coast League, Marmani League, the the Foothill League. I mean, those are – and West Valley League. Those are pretty much the top leagues in the area, and that's just the truth. Um, So – to answer your question is I, I, I rely heavily on coaches. I rely heavily on all air, all league teams. So let's be honest. The, the guy who plays at Sierra, like for, I, I could go look on my daily news team, uh, the all area team from this past year. I think Taryn Frank, who is a TCU division one dude, no one's going to argue it, right? He's a legit player. I think right. he's on my second team my all-area second team. I'd imagine on so many other areas in the country, he'd probably be maybe a player of the year or a first-team guy. However, mm-hmm. he might have been like the fourth or best, fourth or fifth best player on his own team. So, it, in a fit, it, to be honest, again, I'm not trying to trick anybody. The scale is just different. I'm almost positive that I got your, whoever your best player, for example, Bork, your best player from Simar this past year, I'm pretty sure I got him on the honorable mention team because he was either co-MVP or maybe MVP of your team. Okay. Um, 
So what I do is I, I make sure to try and grab as many of the all-league certificates as I can. Who won the Foothill League Player of the Year? He's a first-teamer. Who won the Marmani League First Player, player of the Year? He's a first-teamer. There's, like, levels to it. Um, so when I get to these lower-level leagues and a guy, win and get, guy wins an MVP – He's probably going to be a second team or honorable mentioned player. You're right. I didn't get a chance to watch him. You're 100% correct. However, I'm going to trust that that league picked the best player on that team. I get it all the time. So I get an argument from your side, and then I get an argument from the other side that basically my first team all area should be nothing but Sierra Canyon and Harvard Westlake players, which is also, as ridiculous as it may sound, another valid argument. Those are the best players. So why is it such a big deal if they make up the whole team? The all-area team is a representation of the area, not just who – it's not necessarily an all-star team. It is an all-area team. So I do my best to mix in um, as many players from different leagues. Now, that player might not be a first-team all-area guy, but – he will for sure at least try and get he will try and get onto the honorable mention team. I think I have um, a San Fernando or Arlita guy on the honorable mention team after winning that D three title. You know, it's a it's, it's right. a lower level of basketball, guys. Uh, and I'm not afraid to say it. You know, it, it's not the same, but that is a representation of a portion of our area. So that kid needs to be honored, and that's the way I do it. And that could be disagreed with, but you asked and I answered. Well, the thing that I disagree with, and I'll disagree with this in front of any Sierra Canyon or Harvard Westlake player, <laughs> coach, or parent, and that is that is it the best players or the kids that had the best season? Because I would have a problem with a guy like, let's say, Terry Frank, okay? And I know he's a college player. Did he have a great season? And I and, and no, I'm not going to say what he didn't. So, I'll tell you, he didn't. Yeah. No. So why would he be rewarded? Okay, I know he's good. I know he's going to be a college player. Right. But he didn't have a good year. So why would he get the nod over a kid from let's say uh, San Fernando who averaged 30 a game and had a fantastic year? Why would a guy who we know is better, but he didn't play better? He gets the nod over a kid who had a fantastic season. That's okay. the issue that I've always had. Yeah, that's a fair question. And if, if there was a guy averaging 30 points a game, I think I want to see the I want to say I might have gotten like and I'm going right off the top of my dome right now. I do not have it in front of me. But there right. was uh, is it, the guy from uh, Sun Valley, Polly Thompson. Um, yes, he, he had like a stellar year. I think I made yes. him a second teamer, you know, Um so, yeah, there are anomalies like that. I think I had, okay, a couple of years ago, Sean Fernandez from North Hollywood was having right. like 35 a game. I think I made him a first-team all-area guy. Um, although, let's be honest, he wasn't playing the best competition. Exactly, um, yeah. So, I, so, listen, not always – like, your example is a fantastic example, and I just kind of came up with, like, two names that I feel like I've applied that <laughs> logic to – However, I will be the first one to say that that's not always the case. Um, if there's a guy averaging 30 points a game in high school, you know, 25 plus, I, I, I'm going to look at that. But, you know, if, if 
if a lower level league, the MVP guy, you know, great year, you know, he averaged 15, 16 a game, you know, not to say that that's bad. It's just, I got to like equate that. And so, you know, Taryn Frank played in some of these other leagues, he'd average a triple double, you know, maybe a quadruple double, you know, now that's not the best way to, to rationalize it. And I understand that, but you know, it's, it's really hard to gauge. So uh, it's not an easy that that team is never hard. It's never easy to put together. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I mean, do you, do you envy me for having to put that team together, Bort? No, well, I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know, I know that you have a tough job. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I get a lot of times people call me, and I don't know why a lot of coaches call me to to to, <laughs> to vent. I'm like, why are you just calling me? Why don't you call him? But, <laughs> The And I know it's a tough job. And what I've always told coaches that if I was doing it, I don't care how good you are. If you don't have a good season, you're not making the team. And the other thing is this. I, I disagree with if you put the number three guy from Sierra Canyon and you, and you put him at Chatsworth, he'll average 40. That's not always the case. That's not always true. Uh, it, it, is it possible that he should? Yeah. 40 is an exaggeration, but yeah, yeah I, hear exactly, you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I I'm hear doing, you. I'm doing, my, I'm doing my Trump exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, he doesn't necessarily always going to, you know, be that – because I remember there was a kid over at Taft, and I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to embarrass him, and he had a stellar year when he played with Jordan Farmar. I mean, he was just, like, killing it. As soon as Farmar graduated – that kid totally disappeared in the mm. senior year. It's like not Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You know. So no, I don't. I I know it's a hard job, and I ask that because I know you probably get a lot of complaints from coaches, and you know you can you can you know clarify it like you did and tell everybody and give us some insight on how that is done because it it is tough. I'm gonna agree with you. It's it's not easy. I, uh, you know, I env- I, I I understand the, the tough spot that you're in. The other thing, too, is back in the day when those teams were put together, uh, Bort, the prep teams would, like, have a meeting, get lunch, talk about players. You see what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like a war room. All right, daily news all area day, uh, prep guy one, prep guy two. You know, you'd have ten guys in a room talking. Okay, yeah, I saw him on this day. I saw him on that day. Oh, man, I don't know. And you would, like, duke it out. Dude, if that circumstance were to happen today, guess how many people would be in the room? <laughs> I'd be by myself. So I'm just, <laughs> it, it, it's so I have so that's why I'm saying sometimes I call coaches. Hey, how was he against you? Or you know, is he deserving? I've called coaches and gone, hey man, I got like one spot left or a couple spots left. And sometimes, and this is totally candid, and I don't think this is exposing by any means, uh, exposing myself. I'll call a coach and go, hey coach, who was your team? MVP because you had two outstanding players that are probably up for all area. And I'm talking about for all sports, like football, basketball, volleyball, whatever it may be. And the coach will go, this was my team MVP. And it's because I generally want to try and align and the coaches will tell me this was my team MVP, put him on the all area team. And they'll do that because it'll ruffle feathers. Otherwise, wait a minute. So our team MVP was player A, but player B got on the all-area team. And then parents, coaches, kids, all up in arms. So there are times I try and 
if I have to break a tie, hey, coach, you got two all area guys on your team. I got a spot for first team and a spot for second team. Talk to me. Talk to me. And he'll go, hey, man, this is our guy that our coaching staff picked this year. You know, go with this guy or whatever. Okay, you know, and I have to trust that. Um, so that's rare, but I'll have to do that sometimes. And that's just an example. I just bring that up because I don't have anyone to really spitball with when it comes to this stuff like they used to 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Hey, Tark, you know what you should do from here on in? Just have Bort do it, and then you could tell everybody that Bort's doing it, and that way he could field all the complaints, the emails, and all that. Just have Bort no, do it. I love it. No, honestly, man, I, I and I think I, I think I really, you know, I, I would never want to speak for anybody, but I think at the very least, you know, I've got Bort's respect, and that's that's what you can, that's all you can ask for. I'll never forget Steve Fryer from Orange County Register said, "Hey, man, you do what you got to do, and as long as you can defend it." and you're not like psycho, you, you, you'll always be good. And that's the truth. If I, can, if I can look at something, come up with a logical explanation, hey, this is why I made the decision. Sorry you don't agree. You might piss people off, but they'll turn away and respect you for that, and that's it. Yeah. Well, in all, in all, well, fa- in all fairness, I go after uh, Eric Sodenheimer as well. Full yeah, disclosure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And that's – listen, you don't do a job like mine without – opening yourself up to criticism it's part of the job period yeah yep. I, I actually went after eric before i came on this podcast i was talking on the phone with him and we we go at it on politics so okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah gotcha 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 yeah don't get bored started on politics no no we'll politics here, here. <laughs> <laughs> well listen guys this was a ton of fun I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. And more importantly, it was super informative. Again, I I know I learned some things and hopefully our our listeners did. And uh, Tarek, hopefully uh, on your end, you'll get less uh, complaints and emails, although I doubt it. uh, Because like us coaches, like you said, it's it's just part of the job. Um, But uh, anyhow, like I said, ton of fun today. I learned a lot. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again soon once we actually have a season. Yeah, no, would love it. I'm thinking... uh... Maybe, maybe when, when basketball gets underway, hopefully in March and, you know, we're, we're gearing up for the playoffs or something, that's always a good time to talk hoops. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll talk again in the next uh, six months or so, or maybe sooner than that. Just give me a holler. I'm always willing to come on and uh, talk people's ears off because I'm good at that. Thank you. That'd be awesome, man. We, we really, really do appreciate it. And uh, for our listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Please tune in the next time. And uh, as always, feel free to shoot us an email. Our email address is on our homepage. And until our next episode, everybody stay safe.